peace and God bless brothers and sisters. This is the Eye Atop the Pyramid podcast and we're doing chapter two, Becoming Cyborg. Gazing into the abyss of the cosmos was almost like meditation for Azrael. After the traumatic first day on the job, the silent cold vacuum was a soothing, was soothing to his sight. Every so often, a rogue satellite or space junk would slam into the building, rocking the upper floors. The tech team installed lasers to shoot down the junk, but every now and then, a piece broke through their defenses. Azriel stared impassively out the window. There was no junk this evening. His slither of peace was interrupted by his communications device chiming in his ear. It was security command. Go with your broadcast told the caller. Supreme Commander, this is Acting Lieutenant Commander Higgs. I'm calling to update you on an incident regarding the terrorists, she said nervously on the other end of the phone. Her department had a major security breach, and the word was that the word was out that the first global citizen was not pleased. Good evening, Commander. Please, proceed with your report, he told her. We have nine enemy dead, seven from the shootout, and two detonated suicide bombs when our security forces went to apprehend them. We have one live operative in custody by the name of Bradley Figglehorn. He's currently under interrogation. Our intel has determined the attack was organized by the Kipla, she pronounced Kipla, the Christian's People's Liberation Army. They have over a million operatives, she mentioned. They're a religious extremist group that gained power in America in the 2020s. They even had a member in the White House, billionaire mercenary executive Duke Peddington. A complete dossier will be prepared with your morning report, sir. Thank you for the update and for stepping up and filling Commander Emerald's position, Asriel said. It's an honor and a duty, sir. I... He cut her off. Please. Inform me when the suspect is primed for execution. I would very much like to watch him die, Azrael said dispassionately. Yes, of course. By what means, may I ask? The acting lieutenant commander inquired. Azrael thought for a moment and considered the religious aspect of the terrorist group. Crucify him. And do it live. I'm going to send a message to these fuckers. Azrael insisted. As you wish, it shall be done, the lieutenant commander confirmed. Thanks, Azrael said, ending the call. The conveyor belt finally arrived to the elevator, and he proceeded down to the research and development lab. Holy hell, what happened to you? The beautiful woman in the white lab coat asked Azrael as he entered her office. Her hair was fixed neatly in a bun. Her wireframe glasses gave her a sexy, nerdy, professional look. Nice to see you too, Sophia. You'll hear all about it shortly on the press conference, Azrael said, rubbing his temples as he sat on her desk. Or you can tell me now, she said, moving closer to examine his wounds. Terrorist, Sophia, he said, moving closer to her. Christian terrorist, he growled as he snatched the gold chain and the cross from around her neck that seemed to dangle and taunt his near assassination. He threw the white... He threw it to the white tiled floor and it hit and it hit with a metallic clang. Don't let me see that again. And make it the inkling you were involved in this, he said with wide eyes and clenched teeth. Azrael, you had a traumatic day, but you're being paranoid. 
not even a Christian, and that cross is a gift for my mother. It's solid gold, she insisted as she picked it off the floor. You'll never see it again, she promised. Now let me look at these wounds. You really ought to be in a hospital, not my tech lab. She shook her head. I already know I'm losing the eye, Azrael said. I want you to replace it with something that will give me more of a tactical advantage, he insisted. Do you have anything that can shoot lasers? He inquired, jokingly, but half seriously. Nothing that would fit your head, but I do have something else you could feel to us, she affirmed. This monocle will allow you to see crystal clear up to two miles. You'll be a world-class marksman overnight, Sophia promised. I already am. But I'll take it, Azriel said. Great. There's some light graph work, but I should be able to have that installed within the hour, she said confidently. How are you enjoying the new position, she inquired, as she prepared the surgical bed. Besides the hazardous duties, it's not so bad, he said as he synced his wrist computer to the giant monitor on the wall. The broadcast with Yasmin's press relief was airing soon. Azrael had sent some keynotes he wanted reflected in the briefing. A white mechanical arm was attached to the wall near the surgical bay. It would be assisting the doctor in the operations to sew fiber optic nerves together. Spare me the painkillers, Azrael insisted. Are you sure? She asked, holding up a syringe with a local anesthetic. I want to feel this, he confirmed. The pain will fuel my rage insisted. Very well, she said with a half smile. Sit tight. This will hurt. A lot. The doctor promised, powering on the robot. It beeped and moved its joints before warming up its surgical laser. We have to remove the cartilage fresh to expose optic nerves so we can graft the implant, she informed. You may feel extreme pain and some slight pressure. Sophia affirmed as she, the robot arm scraped and sucked out the burnt dead flesh. Azrael growled as the robot cleaned the wound. I told you, Sophia smiled sadistically. Sit tight, it will all be over soon, she assured. Fine, Azrael said, gripping the side of the surgical bed, embracing the pain. Yasmin had changed clothes and was broadcasting from her private studio. From her private studio. Citizens of the world, it pains me to speak to you on this historic day. The capital was just by a terrorist organization known as the Christian People's Liberation Army. They managed to hack our network, hijack three of our security robots, and they sieged and held the auditorium where the FTC, my the chief of security, fought for our lives, she briefed the world. Nine out of ten of the perpetrators have been killed in action. We have a lone survivor in custody under strict interrogation. Our first global citizen and Supreme Commander Azriel Augustus was wounded in battle and lost the use of his right eye. Lieutenant Commander Shamika Emerald gave the ultimate sacrifice and died with valor defending our first global citizen, she said, briefly pausing in silence. The reports of Kipler are that their troop strength is over one million members. The First Global Order finds it difficult to believe that such a vast organization as Kipla can operate under the nose of the church. We encourage all Christians to give up all knowledge on Kipla. They are now global public enemy number one, she coldly told the world. 
anyone who harbors or supports them will be declared an enemy of the state, Yasmin warned. First global citizen Augustus will be addressing the world in the next three hours, Yasmin confirmed. Stay vigilant, be kind. She forced herself to smile before ending the broadcast. I'm sorry to hear about Shamika, Sophia said, touching Asriel's arm. They will pay, he grunted as a robot screeched the dead necrotic flesh out of his eye socket. I know what you're thinking, but you can't kill them all. Not every Christian is a terrorist, Asriel, Sophia insisted. You're starting to sound like a sympathizer, Sophia, he said sternly. Must I have you investigated, he inquired, rubbing his thick beard and contemplating. And you're beginning to sound like a mad dictator, she said sharply, showing she was offended. You know where my loyalties lie, Azriel, she said, smacking ointment around the newly implanted robot eye. He winced and she smiled. We both re witnessed religious genocide in the Middle East, ethnic cleansing and what If you view your enemies through a wide enough scope, the entire world may fall into your sights, she said using a sniper analogy. Religion has always been a motivator for people to kill other people and justify atrocities. Azrael countered, the Crusades, Inquisitions, the Salem witch trials, the Sunnis and Shiites killing one another while worshipping the same god, he said with disgust. I'm going to outlaw them all, and if anyone has a problem, they can die and join their invisible gods, he said aggressively. They killed Shemeika, I get it. You two were close, so you're going to become a tyrant now, Sophia asked. If I must, he shrugged. They'll remember you as a villainous autocrat. You'll be in the history with Nero Caesar, Adolf Hitler, and Joseph Stalin, she protested. If I ever do decide to die, I won't care what history has to say about me. I created a legacy that can be seen from space, he bragged. Then think of your soul, Sophia suggested. God will never forgive you, she insisted. There are no gods. Just the marvelous power of man, he scoffed. The people already believe I'm the Antichrist, and I don't care, he shrugged and digressed. This robot eye works like a charm. Gross. I can see the bacteria. He marveled at the surface of the used coffee cup. Thanks for the upgrade, Doc, he spoke. Sophia sighed. What time should I expect you home in the evening, darling? She asked, thinking. We live in space. It's always evening. TBD, he said, meaning to be determined. I have to crucify a terrorist. He kissed her on the cheek and left the lab towards the central security hub.